Hello amigos, you're listening to Square Pegs, a podcast for the insatiably curious mind, fascinated by new ideas, experiences and perspectives. I'm your host Sheila Bett. Join me for the adventure of a lifetime as we explore, learn and grow together. Hello amigos, welcome back to the Square Pegs podcast. I'm Sheila Bett and I'm so happy to be back here to share my thoughts on this year's International Human Rights Day, which also happens to be the culmination of the 16 days of activism. This has been the 30th year since the beginning of this global campaign that brings together people from around the world to raise awareness on gender-based violence, challenge practices that discriminate against women, and lobby for better laws to protect women from violence at home, in the workplace, or out in the streets. After a long hiatus, I'm happy to announce that the podcast returns and will focus on feminism and women empowerment topics, something very close to my heart and that requires all the voices out there to be lent to its cause. So without further ado, let's talk about the 16 days of activism, why they exist, how to participate, and why this campaign is so closely linked to the Human Rights Day. To start off on a very obvious note, women's rights are human rights, and for a long time we've remained silent while our neighbors, relatives, friends, and even strangers on the street have been subjected to inappropriate remarks, unwanted physical touch, harassment, insults, and downright physical or sexual violence. There is no part of the world that's a stranger to this unacceptable behavior, and we have a long way to go to eliminate violence against women. We don't like to speak on this topic except in hushed tones over coffee with friends or in very insensitive radio banter, you guys know what I'm talking about, and costumed jokes, but there's no shying away from this thing that affects majority of the population. According to statistics, one in three women have been abused in their lifetime. The chances of abuse of women are exacerbated by times of crisis, from natural disasters to conflict, and even this pandemic we're all a little sick of hearing about. And instead of brushing it under the rug, let's just wear our big girl, big boy pants and address the elephant in the room. If we're to do a random survey, I'm sure majority of people in their adulthood have witnessed a scene or two of gender-based violence. Be it that leery boss in the office who gives you the creeps with his suggestive looks, the supervisor who makes misogynistic jokes that you nervously laugh off to protect the hand that feeds you, or that one friend who gets drunk in the bar and often goes a little too far with the women he finds attractive. There are so many examples among us that show the very existence of gender-based violence. The only way to stop these things from happening or their normalization is to speak up. We have to be brave and call out these inappropriate behaviors when we see them happening. Ending violence against women is a collective responsibility and we can all contribute towards the achievement of gender equality by using our voices. We can even start to change attitudes and behavior that normalize this among our friends and family circles. The 16 days of activism are set aside to amplify the voices of women activists and survivors of gender-based violence, but it's also a time to teach and empower not just the women and girls around us to speak up and set boundaries, but to also educate men and boys on what constitutes violence against women and how to discourage their behavior amongst their friends and family. When I look back on conversations with friends and even the kind of stories that emerge in online conversations, it's jarring to see just how pervasive behavior that often leads to gender-based violence has been tolerated for years among us. I recall a friend uh, chatting and letting us know about this male teacher that punished them as teenage girls by groping, and to think that this was a grown-up man 
taking advantage of unassuming kids raised the hairs in the back of my neck. It was chilling to imagine just how much he had gotten away with over time before anyone thought to speak out about his behavior. Just earlier today, I watched a Kenyan YouTuber read her diary from teenage years and relay this incident with a boy who made unwanted advances towards her and even straight up said he had thought of raping her. This goes to show that we've barely scratched the surface on how deeply ingrained attitudes that do not respect women's autonomy over their bodies and their right to choose who gets to and how said person gets to interact with them in a consensual manner. It starts with the little things, doesn't it? Once a boundary has been crossed and no consequences suffered, the perpetrator is likely to push further to find out just what he or she can get away with. That's why it's necessary to start to raise awareness early and nip this type of behavior in the bud. Call out those who behave inappropriately and whenever possible report them to authorities. Young boys and girls need to be made aware of what's permissible and what's not and who to speak to whenever something happens that they feel uncomfortable about. We need to create spaces that encourage us to fix problems that can eventually lead to gender-based violence. Let's teach young boys and girls and men and women what entails consent, and why we should all respect each other's boundaries. Our focus at this point, of course, is on violence against women, but we can't be honest if we brush over the fact that men too have undergone gender-based violence. The Me Too movement showed that when we come together and raise our voices, it can be a powerful catalyst for change. Our stories matter and sharing our experiences allows us to see, or allows others rather, to see themselves and imagine a better reality in which they are no longer victims, but survivors. Of course, you should only share your experiences in spaces that you feel safe in, or if you choose to do so in public, let it be a conviction you personally hold, a way to own your story and not live in the shadow of someone else's wrongdoing. If you've been a victim of any form of gender-based violence, it's not your fault, and you did not bring it upon yourself. We need to stop victim-blaming in order to achieve the goal of eliminating violence against women. Giving the benefit of doubt to those who even find the courage to speak up is a very vital part of making sure that the cycle of violence stops, that victims know that there's a way out because someone will believe their story and help them to get into a safe place and find healing. According to UN Women, 1 in 10 women survivors of violence seek help from the police globally. 1 in 10. And those that do go to the police eventually withdraw from the justice process due to poor responses from police and other judicial actors. I've been a witness to these incidences where the police brush off a report, especially when it involves a couple, and make remarks like, oh, you know, they'll withdraw the statement anyway. Even though they have dealt with many cases and there's patterns that they've noticed, you know, amongst accusers of withdrawing their report of violence, the police must treat each case with dignity and professionalism. There's certainly a gap in which professionals who often deal with victims of violence need to be sensitized on how to effectively do their job in order to stop violence against women. Those who are brave enough to report these injustices deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. As we continue to speak up against all forms of gender-based violence, let us open up to learning more about it and contributing to the cause in any way we can. We can only achieve a fair, equitable and just world by working together. I'll wrap up this episode with a few ways in which you can be part of the elimination of violence against women. One is to speak up, use your voice to support victims, amplify their voices and defend those who are unable to speak for themselves. 
The second one is to believe survivors. Though there's room for due process and we have had instances of false accusations, your first appropriate action is to listen and give benefit of doubt to those who speak out about their experiences. Don't victim blame. Someone getting violated is no fault of their own. Transform harmful social norms. A lot of practices that have been culturally accepted are harmful to girls and women, such as FGM, beading, early marriage, and so on. We have to come together to stop these harmful practices that hinder the growth and advancement of women and even affect their reproductive health. Recognize and sensitize ourselves to the intersectionality of gender-based violence. Education is key in working together to end violence against women. Include everyone in the conversation. This is not just a topic for women. We should all get involved. Men and boys are part of society and therefore part of the solution. You can also donate to a women's organization that works towards protecting women and raising awareness on these issues. And finally, teach the next generation. It starts with us. It starts with the little ones. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Square Pegs podcast. If you have any topic suggestions or guests you'd love to hear from, reach out via email provided in the description box or on my Instagram page at Sheila Bett. Until next time, let's remember women's rights are human rights. I've been your host, Sheila Bett, and you've been listening to the Square Pegs podcast.